Hi, welcome to the On Your Marks book review podcast with me, Jonathan Marks. Today I'll be sharing with you my review of the book Blitzscaling, The Lightning Fast Path to Building Massively Valuable Companies. The book is written by Reid Hoffman, who was the co-founder of LinkedIn, and is written along with Chris Yeh. Hoffman is clearly the primary author, if only because of his profile. I was really looking forward to reading this book, having read The Alliance some years ago, written by the same duo, and being a long-time subscriber to Hoffman's podcast, Masters of Scale. There is a dearth of books related to how to scale startup businesses, and so I was excited to see what Hoffman had to offer with this book. And boy, was I disappointed. That's not to say they don't offer suggestions and action items. In fact, to the contrary, the book is filled, and I mean filled with things to do and not to do, but presented in such a labyrinthine style and often of such arbitrary value that it was a little like trying to find your way through a maze in the pitch dark blindfolded. Anyway, you get the picture. As I read, I was reminded of a hilarious Monty Python sketch in which John Cleese makes a school announcement at the end of the week, giving out a confusing, convoluted and entirely useless set of instructions to the boys. In a rare departure from my usual style with these podcasts, I've decided to include the clip from the sketch here. Have a listen. Now, before I begin the lesson, will those of you who are playing in the match this afternoon move your clothes down onto the lower peg immediately after lunch? Before you write your letter home, if you're not getting your hair cut, unless you've got a younger brother who's going out this weekend as the guest of another boy, in which case collect his note before lunch, put it in your letter after you've had your hair cut, and make sure he moves your clothes down onto the lower peg for you. Now, sir. Yes, Wyman? My younger brother's going out with Dibble this weekend, sir. But I'm not having my hair cut today, sir, so do I move my clothes down? Do you should listen, Wyman. It's perfectly simple. If you're not getting your hair cut, you don't have to move your brother's clothes down to the lower peg. You simply collect his note before lunch, after you've done your scripture prep, when you've written your letter home before rest, move your own clothes onto the lower peg, greet the visitors, and report to Mr. Viney that you've had your chick side. To my mind... This short sketch is something akin to what the book offers the reader. Some value is provided, but it's hidden among so much self-congratulatory fluff and feverish excitement about how to create massively valuable companies that I think few people can take this book and apply it meaningfully. But as always, there is something to gain and learn from every book. And to borrow once again from Monty Python and their Australian wine sketch, there are wines for drinking and wines for laying down and avoiding. This book, I believe, might be in the latter category. At the start, I'd like to make a few points about the book. The first relates to the examples in the book. Hoffman's book rests on a very small set of Silicon Valley-based businesses. Google, Uber, Facebook, Airbnb, LinkedIn, and a few other iconic companies. And their efforts to scale and produce massive value. While these companies are known to us all, and it's interesting to hear about the challenges and successes that they have had, the stories and anecdotes often feel a little unreal and out of touch with the common man. The limited data set of these companies makes the book I believe of limited value. Few of us, and I wish with every fibre of my being that I am wrong, will create such large and iconic companies. What would have been more helpful to me was a much broader subset of companies that were not as well known, but which also had shown reasonable growth and scale. But this won't really suit Hoffman's thesis which only dawned on me a little way through the book, and this leads me to my second point. In the end, all the hoopla and excitement is about creating massively valuable companies for, wait for it, 
the investor. This is all about how to find places to deploy capital and turn those billions into trillions. Hoffman is himself a venture capitalist, a resting place for many highly successful entrepreneurs who have cashed out and are now looking for meaning and purpose in life. I think for those who aspire to create a venture-backed company and are ready for the viper's nest that is the startup capital investment world, this book is something of a playbook, giving you the detail of what investors look for in startup ventures. What the book exposes, maybe inadvertently, is that capital is often deployed poorly, with a hope that somewhere along the line one of these companies will make a massive payoff, covering the losses from other poor investment decisions. Thirdly, blitzscaling seems to promote and encourage this, the term and its definition, albeit self-defined by the authors, argue for, and I quote, prioritizing speed over efficiency in the face of uncertainty, end quote. When you blitzscale, you, and I quote again, deliberately make decisions and commit to them even though your confidence level is substantially lower than 100%, end quote. Or according to the Facebook credo at one point, move fast and break things. The term of blitzscaling is based on Blitzkrieg, an approach used by the German army during World War II, meaning lightning war. The army abandons a slow and steady approach that allows soldiers and suppliers to move forward together in favor of a fast advance that would shock and overwhelm opponents. The advancing forces were often without supply lines, but no matter, these would catch up at a later stage. I have a particular dislike for military-style metaphors and terminology in the business world. This probably makes me an outlier, but, well, so be it. This whole crush the competition and dominate the market stuff feels a little like these founders may not have been hugged enough as children. And so the book continues in this vein, with Hoffman and Ye citing examples of where companies did just that, the crushing, not the hugging, and made themselves and their investors even richer than before. What unfolds through the book is a rare blend of what I can only describe as vague prescription, These include the four types of scaling, the five stages of scaling, the three techniques of scaling, the four growth factors, the two growth limiters, the eight key transitions, and on and on and on and on. What I think makes most sense is to share with you what I found to be of value. Ten points, not in any particular order or with any hierarchy in mind, but rather the gems that lie hidden in the book and that I believe might be useful to you. Number one. Innovation is needed throughout the growth period, not just at the product development stage, but as regards strategy, business model, and management. These act as major levers for the venture, working together to orientate the business for growth. Number two, having the right people on board is essential. I was struck in the book by the idea of the startup business moving from early stage where it needs generalists, people who were happy just to get stuck in and do whatever needs to be done, to more mature stages where specialists were needed with a well-designed organizational chart. Having the wrong people at various stages makes it very hard for the business to scale effectively. Number three, while a great product is important, having a distribution mechanism is, it seems, more important. Having a way to get your product into the hands of users or customers gives it the scale needed for rapid growth. This network effect creates virality that allows the use of the product to grow exponentially, especially, of course, for technology-based products. Number four, a limiting factor for a fast-growing startup is a lack of product market fit. This means, according to Mark Andreessen, who was the founder of Netscape and is a seasoned venture capitalist in Silicon Valley, 
and who evidently coined the term product market fit, that the company is, and I quote, in a good market with a product that can satisfy the needs of that market. Number five, I like the reference to this idea of bits rather than atoms. This is obviously again slanted towards technology companies, but it's certainly harder to scale a business that sells physical things, atoms, rather than bits, which are clearly easier to move around the world. Of course, Amazon and Alibaba, it would seem, may be two companies that buck this particular trend. Number six, Hoffman quotes Peter Thiel, the author of the book Zero to One, and cites his contrarian principle. This comes from Thiel's job interview question, which is, and I quote, what important truth do very few people agree with you on? End quote. The idea behind this question is to challenge the thinking of the potential employee, and within a, a venture capital and a startup venture environment, the idea is that if you are pursuing something that everybody else is pursuing, it may be hard to create high levels of value and scale fast. Number seven. Interestingly, Hoffman suggests that the startup venture should do things that don't scale. And from there, one can find ways to automate and scale. An example he gives is from Airbnb in their early days. It seems that the founders traipsed around taking photographs of people's property themselves, clearly something that could not scale as the business scaled. Only as they grew and revenue started to flow did they begin to outsource and automate this work. One of Hoffman's transition rules is the idea of single focus versus multi-threading. All successful startups, according to Hoffman, focus on one thing first. Only once this flywheel is working and running does one start to look at product expansion or a second channel. This is an echo of this concept of explore versus exploit found in the ambidextrous organization. Number nine, moving from being pirates to the Navy was something I've heard before, but it was helpful to be reminded of the idea. This refers to the stance of the venture at the start being offensive uh, to a more defensive position once they're established. The pirate idea does fit in with the sort of rebellious nature of entrepreneurs. And finally, number 10, Hoffman does suggest that there is a time to stop blitzscaling. Um, this approach is, and I quote again, an inefficient use of capital, and it only makes sense when speed and momentum are important. So as margins drop or unit economics decline or you see some sort of change in employee productivity, it's probably time to slow down. As I reflect on this review, I feel I may have been unduly harsh. The book is certainly helpful and useful for those looking to emulate the few highly successful and iconic Silicon Valley startups and who measure their personal success by the amount of venture capital they raise. But for the rest of us, well, I thought this book was a little like learning to build a healthy, committed and loving relationship by watching pornography. Maybe a little exciting and titillating, but in the end, not of much use to the average person. Thank you so much for listening to this brief podcast. As always, I encourage you to share this with others. I'm almost at my target of a thousand subscribers in the first three months of the year. And so would love it if you could forward this on to anyone in your network who you think may benefit. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead. Thank you.